York City. New York City. You are now rapping. You are now rapping. With 50 Cent. 50 Cent. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. I just wanna chill and twist a lot Catch stunts in my 745 You drive me crazy, shorty I need to see you and feel you next to me I provide everything you need And I like your smile, I don't want to Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast Mikey Smith and Luke Kimmies here What we do is we take your questions And we try and wrap some answers around them We've done part one of this We're into part number two there is, if you want to ask a question, there is a link at the bottom of the email that goes out every Friday. That is an easy way to collate it, and you can add some feedback there as well if you'd like to do that too, and we can answer these. So, Mikey, good to have you back, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. What have we got today? The these very are always uh, an interesting one. They Aren't they just? Aren't they just? Uh, well, well, off the top, I need ideas. I'm a builder with a young family on one income and need some side hustle ideas. I need to be able to make money in more ways than just building and preferably in a way that I'm not going to get slammed by the tax department. Please shed some light. Just discovered the podcast of awesomeness that you guys do. Keep up the epicness. Good stuff. I guess it'd be interesting to know if this is a builder and a job. Um, I assume so. A builder with a young family on one income. So whether they're self-employed yeah, or... Yeah, if you're self-employed, you don't need a side hustle. You just need to increase your income. And how do they do that? Scale up, do more work. Oh, if they're self-employed, sorry, yeah, 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 gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we let's assume that it's someone that's uh, an employee, yeah, and they want to earn more income. First thing I'd do, mate, mm-hmm. have a chat to my boss. Yeah, a lot I of think, I think, um, like I've written down an answer here in my notes. Nice, and it's basically, you know, he said I need a side hustle, and I, I said harshly in my notes, I said no, you don't. You are skilled in one of the most required industries in New Zealand. You need to level up in your current role, figure out how to get the van, the foreman role, bonus packages, go ask your boss and make a plan together so you can double your income. Oh, yeah. Um, because from what I hear, there is a shortage of builders. Mm. So if you're the best in the game, you're going to become super valuable. Yep. Um, of course, builders have options to do epic side hustles yes <laughs> you know once you've got tools and vans you can go and make the old lady's fence around the corner on the weekend and, and you know your mate's deck and all of these kind of things um and i've seen that my whole life with my mates that are builders they're always doing something you know for a bit of extra cash or whatever yep um but it's going to depend on whether what stage this person's at if he's honest you know if, if he doesn't have time he needs to have, have a plan does he want to go self-employed at some point? If not, then do you want to talk to your boss and sort that out, eh? Yeah. I mean, you've got the option to work Saturday, Sunday, overtime, right? There's trigger, we'll leave a one, but you've got to make a decision. Do you sacrifice that time for the time of your kids? Um, do you work on your house? Do you improve your house, improve its value and sell that, make some cash that way? And then you're not paying any tax on that as well, mm. hopefully. But you don't really want to get in the habit of buying and selling properties, otherwise you will have mm. tax consequences. But... You know, that's something some people do. Other people will do cash jobs, which is highly illegal, and they won't declare the income. You've got to be very careful of that. Very easy to f- figure out someone that is doing cash jobs. But again, it's an area that the IRD are always looking at, but they can't get on top of everyone doing it around the country. I'm certainly not suggesting doing that, but so many people are doing that, and that's where builders, I think, fall into this trap of, I don't want to get slammed by tax, so they want to do something that's slightly edgy or dodgy. Mm, yeah, I just think, you know figure out a way to change your income from like 60 or 80 grand or whatever to 200. Make yeah. a plan of how to do it. Yeah. And then you won't worry about the tax bill. 
Fuck, I love how you think so big, eh? I, this reminds me, Tess was telling me, she was like, oh, I was listening to your guys podding, you were telling, Mikey was just telling people like, no, nah, just triple your income. <laughs> it's just like, you have to remember that not everyone thinks like you guys. It's like, yeah, 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 good. And I was like, yeah, that is a good point because I guess we've been down the journey so far and then once you see that it's possible, you think like oh, everyone can just do that, but we forget, oh, yeah, it takes time. Well, the only time. reason I talk about it is because I didn't think it was possible either and then I did it. Yeah. So I know that it's 100% doable for pretty much anyone because I was just a fucking idiot and like pretty much failed school. I barely went to school. <laughs> and the sooner you get started, the yeah. sooner you realise like, oh, I can, I just had to figure out how I to do it. I think the hardest part is like the first 12 to 24 months and then mm. once you, if you can commit to that period, it's your life changing. The, you'd be surprised, like we've got a lot of guys in construction mm-hmm. and as clients and they really care about their staff and they want them to have a good life. I've noticed this. Yeah. If you go to an employer and say, mate, I want to make an extra 20K a year, uh, how could I do it in a way that's going to help you as well? You'll be blown away what suggestions your employer would have. They'll probably go. I've really noticed that uh, the guys who own these construction companies or building companies and stuff really care for their staff. I've had guys approach me to come and talk to their staff staff about financial education and how to get a house and all that kind of stuff. Like Mm. it's, it's something that they do. I think, um, being a builder or a tradie is such a valuable skill um, and and the time it takes to get someone to a certain level that you can trust to do your company's work for you is value in itself Yep. and in return employers want to look after those people because they're hard to replace. And guess what those employers are probably doing on the side? Their own side hustles <laughs> like developing properties etc and you go oh I'd love to make some extra cash and they go Fuck, would you be keen to work on this site that I've got? Mm. Oh, on the, on your weekend or every Saturday morning or whatever, and you go, you know what? I could do that. You know, mate, let me check with my wife. Let me see if it's all good. Maybe it's not a Saturday, like, but maybe you need to chuck an extra couple of hours or whatever. But if you put your problem out to people mm. and you've got a good attitude, which I feel like this person does, then you'll be blown away who's happy. And especially if you can articulate what your goal is. Hey, I want to make an extra 20K a year. Someone will help you solve that. 100%. And you don't have to always do it on your own. Like, especially we're big advocates. Bring, yeah, especially if you can bring value to that position as well. Like, yeah. if you're like, right, I'm a builder, hey boss, I'm just getting better and better all the time, but um, I really want to figure out a way how I can go from 80 grand to 120 or whatever. Yep. Can we talk about it? And, you know, I'm o- I'm open-minded. Mm. Let's let's roll. I'm keen. Remember that your employer is always trying to achieve something. So if you can understand what they're trying to achieve and help them get there faster, mm. The best way to have money is to help other people get it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a massive one, eh? Yeah, it's a, just a life gold nugget. And yeah. again, probably something we need to be learning in seventh form and just drilling into people. Yeah. Instead of just thinking about ourselves, we've got to think about others and eventually it comes back. Uh, the other thing, you know, you maybe you've got some something you're really interested in. You know, you might be, I've seen a lot of guys, mates of mine and stuff in this space, they'll go, oh, I started making chopping blocks. I just really enjoyed doing that. And so then bang, I, you know, making them out of this type of wood, selling them for 250 bucks or whatever. Or it might be um, going and working and building someone's deck for them. Or it could be putting together seats that go outside in people's places or whatever. Those things are all good and well when the economy's going quite well because people are like, yeah, fuck off, spend 200 bucks on a bloody chopping block that's made out of XYZ material and looks yep. like that. Um, but again, like, you've got, it's a lot of time and effort to do those things and you've got to judge and weigh up, is it worth it? 
and often those things transition from hobby to business very, very quickly, and you'll mm. have to pay the tax on it. So don't get caught up in the ideally without getting smashed by tax, and just accept that you know you're better to earn and get an extra sixty-seven percent. So even after paying thirty-three cents in tax, you're better to get is that right? Yeah, sixty-seven percent than yeah, not. I think um, I think that's a mindset problem. Like we all want to pay as little tax as possible because it's yuck. Um, and gets wasted. But <laughs> if you paid a million dollars in tax in a year, you're doing fucking good. Yeah, your life will be mint anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we have to try and stop that a bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, we need more people paying more tax and to accept that. Because that means you're earning more and you're living a better life. One of my goals was to pay more tax than what my income was. Yeah. And I've finally done that. And yeah. it's mint. Like my life is exponentially better than what it used to be like. Yeah, I think it's a it's a thing and and I agree. Like I fucking hate tax. I agree with everyone on this. And it sucks being watching it get wasted because you feel like you could do a better job with it. Mm. But I think it's just a fact of life and just put less effort into figuring out how to pay less of it and more effort into putting into growing your income, and you'll just end up in such a better spot. Yeah, smart, mate. Great way to sum it up. Uh, this next one's just a piece of feedback. It says, regular podcast listener and reader of the emails. Great stuff you guys are doing. Just want to say it's refreshing hearing about New Zealand stuff that's not too dry with some real banter thrown in. I find a lot of the other similar podcasts are a bit one-dimensional, but there's some good broad concepts being discussed. Keep up the good work. Honestly, uh, that means a lot. Thank you. I think that just sums it up. We're the number one podcast in New Zealand now, mate. Bingo. Yeah. We di- yeah. Like, we will, in time, we will smash, like, every... The thing is, I always say, fi- a lot of financial advisors, a lot of economists and, and those people and fucking journalists talking about financial literacy, they're in jobs. They're not going to teach you shit. Like, yep, yeah. they'll have some tools, some tactics and whatnot, and they'll hate hearing this, but they're not entrepreneurs they're not thinking about business they're not going out figuring out how to make income they're usually writing about the market or writing the market and that's Mm. how they make their money and if that's who you want to learn from like cool but i think a better way to learn what i've learned is to go and find people that have done shit and go mate how'd you do that and i have to go and do that go and speak to people on the rich list go and interview people go and ask questions and figure things out and i go oh my god there's my gold nugget and i go away and i apply it i don't tune into endless podcast after podcast of this economist and that economist and you know like oh i don't know you're not gonna you're not gonna gonna get what you think you're gonna get when you tune into that shit i reckon yeah so find people that have done things and learn from them especially things that you want to achieve too right next one we're moving across the ditch should i transfer all of my savings new zealand dollars to an australian bank aud When is the right time for this and should it be done in increments? I want to ensure I'm not losing a significant percentage of value of my savings of the weak New Zealand dollar. Shit. This is a tricky one and our meal is going to be here very soon. (laughs) You um, can answer this one on your own, mate. Yeah, well, I I just think, um, is he here, is he? Uh, About a minute away. Okay, we'll get it done. So I just think, put less effort into thinking of this. I'm not a foreign currency expert I think um, you know what's the difference of waiting I think in my view in a recessionary type environment that we're going into Australia has a commodities backed economy so their dollar's probably going to get a bit stronger again versus the New Zealand dollar but what's the difference a grand four grand why are you going are you going for a higher income cool don't worry about it just do it and move on nice yeah I think this is a classic one we were spoken about recently where people overthink things for too long and they want like the, the key word in here again is when is the right time for this Fuck knows. Like how how, yeah, how does anyone know? 
You know, yeah, I, I don't know. What don't if know. we record this podcast today? It goes out in a week's time, and in, and in between then, the dollar just shits itself. Yeah, I think if it's like a thousand dollars difference, up to two thousand dollars difference, or whatever that you can save, so be it. It is what it is. If you're looking at a sum of money that is like fifty to a hundred grand, and it really is going to move that much, then you need to get real advice around it. Yeah, from a professional. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends how much the cash is. And remember as well, like when was the right time to buy A two milk stocks, and when was the right time to sell them. It's, you only know that looking back. So if you don't look back of you transferring this money from New Zealand to Australia, it's not even going to be something you think about. You're not yeah. going to care. Yeah. But in five years' time, you could look back and be like, oh, I should have done it, you know? You did that with A2A. Eh? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just living in the past. And yeah. you're going to Australia, no doubt, for a better future, as Mikey says. So, you know. Just move on with it. It could just be the tax you have to pay to move across is that your New Zealand dollar becomes less going to Australia. But just find the cheapest way to get it over there. Oh, I've arrived. We've got to get out of here because we've got some lunch on the way. <laughs> but we'll uh, do another one of these for you very, very soon. I get out and peel a nigga cap, you chillin' drive. I'm asking questions to find out how you feel inside. If I ain't rap, cause I flip burgers at Burger King, would you be ashamed to tell your friends you're feeling me? In the bed if I use my